Welcome to Which Game First, where we explore the hilariously huge world of board games. Did we find any hidden treasures you've been missing out on? Let's find out. First up this week, we move our cats aside to make room for beautiful accessories in My Shelfie. Next up, we pair up for medieval adventures in Dragonwood. And lastly, we try to make George Orwell proud in Farm Club. I'm your host, Celeste DeAngelis, here with my decades-long gaming buddies, Evan Bernstein. Hello, everyone. Ed Povolitis. Hi, guys. First game. And Mike Grenier. Cowabunga, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some heroes in the half show. <laughs> Our first game up this week is My Shelfie, designed by Matthew Dunstan and Phil Walker-Harding, published by Cranio Creations in 2022, number of players 2 to 4, ages 8 and up, playtime 25 minutes. Okay, Mike, tell us what's in the cute box. The cover of the box shows a tiny kitten doing its best to use the cozy chair to climb into a cubby of rich mahogany bookshelves. Filled with plants, books, and various trinkets and trophies. Inside we find 13 common goods cards, 12 personal goal cards, a bago, bago, a living room board, 132 item tiles, 4 bookshelf displays, an endgame token, 8 scoring tokens, and a first player seat token. And that's what's in the box. Well, before we tell you if this game has a long shelf life, mm-hmm. Evan, dust off that book of rules for us. My pleasure, folks. My Shelf is a tile placement game where you're trying to organize the best shelf of all the players. And by best shelf, we mean the one that yields the most points for successfully getting your tiles in the appropriate places on your shelves. During your turn, You must take one, two, or three item tiles from the living room board, and you follow these rules. Rule one, the tiles you take must be adjacent to each other and form a straight line. Rule two, all the tiles you take must have at least one side free at the beginning of your turn. Then you must place all the tiles you picked into one column of your bookshelf to meet both your personal goals and your common goals. You score points if you also connect item tiles of the same type. The first player who fills all the spaces of their bookshelf triggers the end of the game, and everyone gets a last chance. The player who scores the most points wins the game. All other players suffer a terrible case of shelf consciousness. (laughs) (laughs) Shelf consciousness. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, you played this on Board Game Arena. How did it look? Um, it was a, cool. Yeah, about as well as a game mm. like this, I think, could be played um, could online. Look, because the, the game itself and the board in the tabletop version has a, has a prop, basically. It's the tile holder. It is the shelf, and it stands vertical, and you're actually dropping tiles down it. Mm. So unfortunately, that sensation, that tactile sensation, is, is not available mm. um, in the online world of course so that's one of the sacrifices you make by doing it but it was about as close as you could get now is there an animation uh, of you sliding it down on the on the um board on game the arena version board thing yeah no no okay no you just line them up no. and then they are in place unfortunately because I feel like it will give you a completely different sensation of dropping it mm. and watching it fall into the space yeah it would be, and but... actually maybe even change your strategy the way you think about huh. it a little bit too yeah. Okay. 
There's also something, I don't know, it, it, when, you, when you're dropping tiles in, into holders, I don't know, there's something like risky about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's a certain, you can't like, am back, I doing right? this correctly? It's almost like taking your finger off the chess piece before, you know, or touching mm-hmm. a piece that you have to move in the rules of chess. Yeah. You have right. that sort of, a little bit of, uh, of, of nervousness to it. <laughs> yeah, and, mm-hmm. and you're gathering a bunch of pieces and trying to figure out the right order you want to play them in because the order matters. Mm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, what did you think of, because it was, you know, you didn't get that tactile feeling, how did you think of the sort of play speed and the manipulation of everything? Did it play in a good fashion, good timeline? Mm. Uh, I felt I it did. I mean, yeah. it, it kind of like uh, uh, Mahjong in a way you could pick up tile because mm-hmm. you have to pick up tiles that are on the outside of the display, so you're... You're trying to find a nice little grouping. And you, <laughs> you highlight them and you can unhighlight them. That's a nice thing about BGA. It does let you go back a little bit here. So some a little flexibility. Bit a little bit of forgiveness. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I, I was taking... Yeah, I think I took less time to do my turn because it felt safer, you know, to line them up first and to see where they're going to go. Because if I was dropping one and then, oh no, where was I supposed to drop right. the second one? You know, like, <laughs> extra care. And once you drop it, it's yeah. too late. It's like, it's yeah, yeah, like getting you put the hand off the chest beat moment. Yeah, or yeah. you forgot to put the stamp on the letter and there's the mailbox. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I think you lose that online a little bit, but yeah, so I think it played faster because of it. Mm-hmm. So, Ed, there's something uh, called a secret goal here. What is that? Oh, you got your little hidden, like you're trying to get a pattern. It's a secret little goal, and you're trying to get this specific pattern among your shelf. Okay. So everybody has has a a different different one. Ah, okay. Everybody, I love custom goals. I really do. Yeah. I do. Uh Now, how did you find your custom goal? Was it difficult or easy? Um, It's a little bit challenging because your custom goal may or may not align with the regular goals of trying to put as many of the same type of thing together. Mm-hmm. doesn't have to be in a row. It could be like in a column or you no, know, it can move around. But the, the more adjacent of the same type, mm-hmm. the more mm-hmm. points you get because that's your little set building element. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're trying so to get out. columns but and rows. Maybe your secret the- goal wants yeah. you to have a cat kind of in the middle yeah. of that nice little pattern you got going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That you're kind of trying to the whole time to plan way ahead so that your, you know, contiguous line of pieces is going to line up with, you know, the different rows and columns that are demanded from you of your secret goal. So like it, it, but I feel like it's really hard for somebody to be able to tell what your secret goal is because it's pretty like mixed up. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to worry about concealing that. I don't think. Ah, okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. And if you are looking to rob your opponents of the chance for them to complete their secret goal, yeah, you could. It may also not be in sync with the goals you're going for on your own board. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. The minus that you take away from them, is it going to equal enough of a plus on your side to mm-hmm. make up, you know, mm-hmm. to kind of make up for it? Hard to tell. Um, so mm-hmm. I don't know that I really played with Mike or Ed's board in mind so much as really me trying to accomplish my own goal. Yeah, Did it feel so, lonely? Yeah. Um, lonely. No, I don't think so because uh, it was like it was as if we were all in the sh- in the same room, and we had three of the four walls occupied with shelves all all in the same room, and each of us are are doing the same task. So no, yeah. it felt like we were sharing a room of three different shelves. Got it. Got and, it. And th- that tiles are a community tile, so it's like 
hmm, I, I need some more mm-hmm. books, but I'm a little afraid Mikey is going to grab those books because they're kind of next to each other yeah. over there. So maybe I don't want to unlock all of them right now. Maybe I'll leave yeah. one of those tiles there so Mikey doesn't have easy access to it. Mm. Yeah, that's the thing. You can kind of see how their board is developing by the main goals that everybody has mm-hmm. and kind of maneuver it. So you, you, if you need it like a cat or something, you might not take the cat that's over here because it's going to free up the book for Evan or whatever. So, you know, you kind uh, of play around mm-hmm. that a little bit. Um, but I think one of the secrets here, though, is you also you can take up to what is it? Three, t- two, t- one, t- two right? or three. A one, two, or mm-hmm. three. Yep. So you kind of, I personally think you want to try to always take as many tiles as you can. Just because each turn is a precious commodity, you know, so you want to get as much out of it as you can. So sometimes you have to sacrifice letting somebody maybe get what they're looking for just so you can increase the amount of stuff you have in your But as to what you were talking about before, if I only, if I don't want you to have access to the center tiles, because remember, you have to have a free edge. In order to take a tile, mm-hmm. I may only take one because that would otherwise free up a tile that I know you're going to need, Mike. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. okay. Sometimes you don't want to yeah, take all the- three because you would have to mess up one of your your um, collection because you're, that, mm-hmm. that, the third one is not what you really want. Uh-huh. So unless you have yeah. like a junk tile. <laughs> like, oh, I thought yeah. well, kind of like for my random stuff. Yeah, it's, it's tricky. It's, it's definitely kind of a nice difficult decision to have to make mm-hmm. in a game so I, I thought that was well played so now evan you were saying something about colors or tiles not objects on the timeline or is that yeah they what, how, what they decided to do in this game is every uh tile is its own color well, i mean there's you know there's five i believe five or six different shades of colors and there are pictures on each of the tiles but the pictures are groups for for example all the pink tiles are pictures of potted plants. Gotcha. All the white tiles are pictures of books. All the yellow tiles were pictures of games. Mm-hmm. So they mm-hmm. were image specific to the color. And I don't know if that if that if there's an opportunity lost there to have actually mixed up the images with the tile, so you would have you know sort of the numbers and suits concept per mm-hmm. tile as opposed to mm-hmm. just. A tile is one thing. It's not, it can't be two things. Right. Yeah, it's a green and it's a cat, or it's a mm-hmm. book and it's a blue. I right. See. You know, All yeah. so maybe you need a block of blue or All, a block of blue. Right. So mm-hmm. there was no distinction yeah. between uh, the significance of the image versus the color of the tile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would definitely add a layer of complexity. Oh, yeah. It could game. be. It could, it yeah. could have gotten very complex, I think, at that mm-hmm. game. But so just I an observation. Was, uh, hmm. Yeah, no. I thought the uh, the board games, it was kind of cool to see the board game tiles because I recognized a couple of them by the box <laughs> shape. Right. Yeah. It was the, <laughs> you see this. Sort of in yeah. the boxes were inspired by real games. Yes, oh. exactly. It doesn't say the name clearly on any of them, but you can tell by the art on some of them or the shape of the box right. which game it is. But the one that looks like a bullet, it's probably yeah. bang. Yeah, <laughs> that one that first stood out to yeah. me was the one that looks like a bullet. And then there's the one that has two people back-to-back whispering something in silhouette, and like a red and orange box. Yeah, that's, those are both very recognizable games, but without the time. A little so. tip of the hat. Yeah? Yeah, I like that. I like when they throw a little Easter egg yeah. at you. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Ed, what, what what about the first player marker? Oh, the first player marker is kind of um, a cardboard uh, sofa. Oh, okay. So you, put, you get a little cardboard sofa and you put that in front of whoever is the first player. It's kind of a, mm-hmm. it looks just like the sofa on the, uh, or let's just say the chair on the box. 
So. Yeah. yeah. They're trying to give the idea of like a sitting room. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You're sitting there enjoying the collection that you've made. So. Again, another thing you would like to have been able to have at your game if you weren't playing it online. And of course, Bago. Mm-hmm. Right. There's a Bago. Oh. And, and Bago's, <laughs> yeah. you know. You just can't <laughs> yep. stick your hand into your computer monitor, unfortunately. Yes, you can. And sock it and, and sock puppet your bag. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, that's a good doesn't point. Work. I've tried, and it doesn't work. Yeah, so. yeah he ruined several monitors that way. <laughs> I, I learned the fifth time, though. <laughs> so thematically speaking, did you feel like you were uh, rearranging a bookshelf? I mean, I was kind of collect a nice little stuff, uh, set of stuff for my shelf. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I mean, dropping pieces in. Yeah. To uh, you know, it didn't that that didn't really feel like a bookshelf, but I thought it was cool. Like it made it worth the small sacrifice of theme. Yeah, it could have been windows and facade of a building. You know, there's lots of different ways you yeah. can kind of go with this mechanism, mm-hmm. and you know, it's not. I don't. It didn't detract. I didn't feel any loss. Did I specifically feel like I was organizing a bookshelf? Probably not. Yeah, and it didn't make me feel like. I mean. Personally, I have this kind of like, you know, uh, I like things to be symmetrical and all that. This didn't this didn't actually give me the itch to screw up my my points just to make it look symmetrical. So. <laughs> Sacrifice <laughs> points for that's uh, go, okay. Don't actually yeah. drive you towards that. That's right. right. Exactly. That's right. Okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury my shelfie. Evan? Uh, my shelfie, it was very easy to understand. It, the Connect Four comparisons of gameplay are obvious Uh, it's a nice casual family friendly game good opening game for game night nothing wrong with it dig it up mike um at the heart of this we kind of have just like a set collection game which sometimes isn't the most interesting but the um the addition of the cool drop down board to give you that little nervous feeling (laughs) and a, a community pool of pieces that you're grabbing from gave you enough tough choices and enough like visual and stimuli and everything to make this interesting so i'll dig it up and ed i wasn't sure at first when i just saw the connect four setup i was like am i just playing connect four here (laughs) but uh the collection of the tiles and then trying to put them out in the in the order that would get you the most points and competing for those tiles so it was fun so i'll dig it up well, what do you collect to put on your shelf? Let us know. We are at Which Game First on all social media. Hey, everybody, what's going on with Which Game First? Monday nights, Which Game First, a board game podcast, is live mm-hmm. on all of our streaming channels. We have YouTube, we are on Twitch, we are on Facebook. And we are playing games live online at 8 o'clock East Coast time in the United States every Monday night. And we'd love for you to join us because not only do we play the game for the first time and learn about it, we need your helpful hints and tips. We want your feedback while we're playing. We're very interactive with the audience and we often play trivia games with (laughs) you as well. So please join us. All right, and we want to talk about a little bit about our upcoming convention trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, packs on plug, baby. I just ordered a bunch of equipment for filming, uh, live streaming, mm-hmm. and doing interviews over at Packs Unplugged. I'm waiting for it to come in on Friday. I can't wait mm-hmm. to start playing around with it. Um, and uh, yeah, we should be lining up a bunch of people to talk to. 
about their upcoming games, mm-hmm. what's been going on with them lately, or just, you know, some flavor pieces yeah. of cool people that we I meet. can't wait to go all through the uh, exhibit hall and rec- yeah. and do some live streams for everybody mm-hmm. out there. Cannot wait. Mm-hmm. And Ed, you want to tell them about the learn and play we're going to be at? Yeah, we're going to be teaching two games Friday mm-hmm. night from 7, or sorry, from 5 to 7 p.m. It's going to be Town 66 and Rise. Nice. Awesome. Looking forward so to that. So if you're anywhere near Philadelphia, stop over and see us. We'll be there all weekend. That is December 2nd weekend. We'll see you there, guys. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so soon. Our next game up is Dragonwood, designed by Darren Kisgen, published by GameRight in 2015. Number of players 2 to 4, ages 8 and up. Playtime, 20 minutes. Okay, Mike, tell us what's in this monstrous box. The cover of this box shows a classic trio of adventurers. There's an <laughs> archer, a wizard, and a warrior. Good good group. No cleric. I don't know what they're going to do without a cleric. But anyway, <laughs> they're raising their hands and weapons to the sky in what looks like pleading for assistance before a smallish, grinning red dragon. <laughs> Inside the box, we have 108 cards and six custom dice. And that's what's in the box. Okay, uh, Evan wrote this next piece. Here we go. Before we tell you if this game plays quickly or drags on. Uh, drag I on. I, was, I did write that. Yeah, you yeah. did. You did. You did. Or if it tends to drag on. Drag on. <laughs> right. All right, Evan. Uh, fire breathe us some rules. <laughs> Dragonwood is a card collection rules. game where you fight stomp and scream at creatures of the forest (laughs) literally in order to subdue them and collect them for victory points and their special powers the adventurer deck consists of cards numbered 1 through 12 and they're in different colors players will start with a hand of five cards draw one card or attempt to capture a creature players form combinations to attempt to strike which means cards in a row of any color a stomp, and when you stomp, you're using cards of the same number, or mm-hmm. a scream, which are cards of the same color. So, to capture, players roll a number of dice equal to the number of cards that they have of the particular combination. Each creature has a different minimum value for strike, stomp, and scream in order to capture it, and along with a victory point amount. The Dragonwood deck, those are the creatures, 15. Uh, 42 cards, five of which are displayed on the landscape at any time. And in addition to the creatures, this deck also has enhancements that are captured in the same way as creatures. And these assist players in capturing other creatures and contains events that will also impact play. When both dragons, there's two dragons in the deck, when both dragons have been defeated, the game is over. Or if the deck of cards somehow runs out, the player with the most victory points is basically the winner. Huzzah! Huzzah! Huzzah to the victors! (laughs) All right, so it's a fantasy game. You expect that to have uh, decent art uh, Mm -hmm. and interesting, you know, fantastical stuff to look at. How was it? (laughs) 
I love the smug looks on all these characters. They had they had a little bit of personality going to them, <laughs> and the monsters too. They all like this grumpy troll with his face, or like <laughs> the fighter with glorious flowing hair and a sword over his shoulder. Yeah, they're not taking so. themselves too seriously, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. Totally. You know, you have you have you have. Sometimes you see cards or styles of art that are wow. They're really trying Epic. to get the realism here, but yeah. here mm-hmm. they are it, they are poking fun at themselves. Yeah. So it's a little bit Definitely. a bit lighter than. I like how the knight has a knight or fighter has a five o'clock shadow. Yeah, he does, of course. <laughs> well, that's that's course. that's for the lady. <laughs> He's a little unkempt. The wizard looks very studious and kind of like lost in his books. Yeah, they just they have a lot of personality to them. <laughs> and I like how the monster cards are kind of like almost like um, baseball cards in a way. Mm-hmm. He like, oh, this is the, the the picture of the guy, and here's his stats. Yeah, <laughs> like that's, oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, name, picture, and stats. Yeah. I like that. It, mm-hmm. Bold colors. They're using you know the uh, you know. The orange, red, purple, yeah, orange, yeah. red, purple, yeah. green. Uh, nice, good, 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 uh, good choice. I think, as opposed to trying to get like tones of brown is oranges and stuff that kind of would blend. Yeah. They, they stand out very well. Easy to follow for the yeah. colors. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the adventurer cards are kind of like regular playing cards, like face cards, where this like the head is one way and then upside down the other way. Right. So no matter which way you turn them, it's like you know, like a playing, yeah, like a king of diamonds or whatever and mike you had a special affinity for the symbology yeah so and ed can attest to this but like there's first of all i love the fact that there's not a crazy amount of symbology on these things but the ones that are on there remind me of the exact kind of symbols i use when i'm making a prototype Mm -hmm. they're all very easy to draw and really kind of easily tell you what they're all about like uh the uh there's a sword a boot a shield, you know, things like you can tell immediately what those things are <laughs> mm-hmm. supposed to right. represent. That's nice. Yeah. That's really nice. Uh-huh. I yeah. like that. So, Ed, you got to roll well in this game? I mean, yeah. I mean, not a particularly complex game. You only have, <laughs> you have a handful of cards and like, hmm, I got a lot of things that are of the same kind. So I'm going to try to you know, go ahead and do that. Now, stomp. Now, let me find a monster I can stomp to oblivion. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, no, man. No, I got, I got like, lots of runs. Oh, now I want to look for you know, something that uh, I can strike well. Mm-hmm. There's only a couple different things you got to do. You know? And then that gives you dice. That's the first thing. It's like having mm-hmm. a good set gets you dice. And it's like, uh-huh. yeah, I got four dice, and I roll a bunch of ones. And, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it also doesn't help you to have a string of odd-numbered cards only at our all different suits. Yeah. <laughs> you got no runs. You got no matching cards. Yeah, you got no tough. matching color groups. It's like, you know, you can end up with a hand that's just not useful for mm. anything. But yeah, you can still roll those two dice and get a four and a five, and outdo my five dice with a bunch of ones. Oh yeah! (laughs) Oh, it happened to me. Let me uh, let me let me uh, jump in there because the dice actually are unconventional. Four is the highest number you can roll on these dice. Mm -hmm. So what's on the other two sides? The six sides are one, two, two, three, three, and Uh, four. Okay. So they're weighted. They're weighted to the average. To the average. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that that. You know, helps with your statistical analysis. Not that you need much of it to try to figure out mm-hmm. uh, which right, right. of the five enemies in front of you you're going to go and try to get. But it does uh, it does simplify it things a little the bit. Curve yeah. A bit. Mm-hmm. yeah, a little bit. Yeah, one through four though is pretty a, a pretty steep curve though. And what you do know, you mean? You're dealing with well, if you have like 
you know, uh, like one to two is like double the amount. You know what I mean? So one, th- one through four, I don't know how to explain this mathematically the way I'm trying to, but if you have like a tight group of numbers then the cards themselves have to have kind of a tighter group of like attacks that you need Mm -hmm. and the further they stretch out the harder it gets to roll them because everything skews to the average correct if that makes any sense yeah yeah it does so which means which means you have to have a good amount of dice that you're gonna roll Mm -hmm. is the most you can roll five i can't recall if there were more than five four right there are five five based on the hand size so yeah right but play a whole hand then then it's five yeah Yeah, five's the max you have a one through yeah well if you had one through ten could you roll ten dice i mean uh hand size is five could you Oh, it is only five. Yeah. Oh, I thought I had more than five at one time. Okay, yeah. Well, you may you may have had it, but you, you play five and you discard around, probably yeah. the extras. Oh, yeah. that's right. You get down. You get back. Yeah, you down go back five. down. Now, Mike, you thought that you didn't uh-huh. have much flexibility in your hand. Well, that's what happened. I was saying I had all odd numbered cards of different suits. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's no runs. There's no yeah. pairs. You know, there's nothing. So but how did that think- how did that feel though? I mean, does it mean does it, it feel like it, the it game made- is not quite right in its balance or? I just think I, I was very unlucky, but yeah, well, there's two. Okay, here's the thing about mm-hmm. the luck. There's two layers of okay. luck, right? You have your hand draw. And then you have your dice roll after you play your hand. Right. So it's like stacked yeah, luck. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't need luck. You need luck luck. <laughs> Lucky need luck luck. 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 <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. Which I and, definitely don't have. And you can have it like stacked up in your favor too. It's like, oh, I, I got five dice. I only need to roll a six. Oh, yeah. And I roll all one. Yeah. I mean, well, there's also that was like, wow, that was surprisingly unlucky. That, I mean, woo. you saw that happen to me. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. There's also the uh, there is kind of a offsetting thing to that. Although I thought they maybe could have done a better job with it. Is that some of the monsters that you take actually help you to augment your dice? Yeah, rolls that's right. They have the, the special rules if you can capture some of these animals. Yeah, they'll let you. Like one of them will be plus two on stomps, right? Right, and another one will be like you know re-roll two dice each turn or something like that but some of those i wish that those ones were actually lower experience point monsters easier to kill so that it can kind of build build up to having a harder ones okay some of them were just hard on their own to get Mm. like you need a 12 to get one that lets you You just have to get lucky early mike that's all just change your strategy to more luck (laughs) (laughs) they do some good things to help mitigate the bad okay let's hear it because it's not sounding too good so far (laughs) oh no that's you get a plus one for your next roll now okay yeah turn still so you're not mm-hmm. getting that turn back. Okay. But at least it's not like, oh, I lost all my resources. Uh, no, all those cards are gone, and I have to recollect mm-hmm. all those cards and roll again. No, you still got mm-hmm. the, the those cards. You can try again, and you get a mm-hmm. plus one bonus for trying again. Do you keep all those cards? I thought there was some kind of cost to failing, right? Like you have to throw or maybe away you one or keep, two of the cards. Or you have to lose one card or something like that. You have to we don't lose, lose one of the ones you used. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. now Evan, you said the dragons are the timer. Uh, yes, there are two dragons in the deck, and when the second dragon comes onto the board, okay, the idea is once the second dragon is defeated, that will end the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, but there's obviously a chance that the dragon will be on one of the last five cards remaining, and mm. you can still draw down the other animals and, mm-hmm. and get to the end of the deck. But effectively, yeah. when you see that second dragon come out. 
you know that at any moment really the game can end and you gotta mm. be you gotta pay more attention to kind of what your other players are are, are yeah. doing and, and they're very maybe time to start grabbing up as many victory points as you can at that point right but. if you can't get the dragon get some other victory points because the dragons are really tough very tough so they do hold people off unless you want to take a massive risk i'm going to roll three dice and and hopefully they're all four oh my gosh right? you need a 16 <laughs> you know? strike on a dragon i mean I, yeah you, you right so yeah dice, four dice with tough. all fours right? wow yeah oh, that's tough, yeah. my gosh that sounds impossible how often do you think that happens every game <laughs> <laughs> that's how you end it right so but well, like it, oh, but because, the stop like only the, needs 11 on one of these dragons yeah. that's what yeah. you want to stomp instead of strike Right. right, so it, so, it, right. so when you see the That's dragon, you want that dragon. You change. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm not. My hand's not not geared for that right now. It's geared for strike. I better start discarding some cards and getting some new cards so I can go for the stomp mm-hmm. on that dragon. Mm-hmm. And, right. and there are magic items out there to help you too. Okay, right, yeah. right. Yeah, it boosts your numbers yeah. and stuff on certain kind of swings. Yeah. Okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury dragon wood. Ed. As with any dice-based game, the odds can be very swingy. <laughs> uh, but there are neat ways to collect sets. Overall, I think it's a fairly simple game. So I'll give it a light dig for those times, but a light game will do. Okay. Hmm. Mike? Dragonwood gave me some of those old-school D&D nostalgia <laughs> vibes while kind of mocking that genre a little bit at the same time, which I love. Um and I love the effectiveness of the different attacks being different on the monsters. It kind of helped the theme a little bit, you know. Maybe an ant is bad against Stomp or something like that, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not like the luck on top of luck aspect of this game. It was brutal for me just watching other people take their turn. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, thinking back on it, I was thinking about burying this. But, I, I don't know, thinking back on it, I think it will be fun to try it again. So, I'll dig it Okay. Up. Evan? Dragonwood. I felt it was a straightforward card game uh, with concepts concepts that are relatively easy to understand, and I thought the choices were enough. There were there were enough ways to go about uh, skinning this cat. Um, another good game for family night. Uh, good for kids to maybe get an introduction into probability in as far as their gameplay goes because. I think it is good for all ages. And hey, who doesn't like to fight dragons? So right. dig it up. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, what's your favorite dragon slaying game? Let us know. We are at Which Game First on social media. Our last game up this week is Farm Club, designed by Alexandros Kapodakis, published by Blam in 2022. Number of players, two to five, ages eight and up. Playtime, 20 minutes. Okay, Mikey, tell us what's in this pink, pink, pink box. (laughs) Well, Celeste, I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, (laughs) what I can say about the cover of this box, well, it is very pink. <laughs> it's dominated by a very smug pig face, close up, and to drive home his smug demeanor, he's actually wearing a monocle. Oh, yes, I say. Lord Inside, there's not a whole lot in this box either. We, we've got 45 gold cards, nine clan cards, and five farm boards. There's also 54 animal pawns and 15 bird tokens. And of course, Evan, another awesome bag And that's what's in the box. Well, before we tell you if this game seems familiar, Evan, 
Uh, let's see. Hmm. Open the barn doors and give us the rules. <laughs> that means your zipper is down. I don't know if he wants to open the barn door. <laughs> All right. The first rule of farm club. <laughs> we, we do talk about farm club. Yeah, I have club. to talk yeah. about farm club. I'm going to yeah. give you the instructions as they were given to us. So bear with me. Farm Club, it's an optimization game with simple rules, but requiring crucial decisions to be made. On each player's turn, they're going to choose from the available lots, an animal plus an objective, the one combination that best serves their strategy. Should they take a sheep or a duck? Where should they place it on their farm? There are only nine rounds of play. Farm Club, fast-paced, constantly requires players to use judgment. Each animal, objective, or placement will have an impact on the final score, and so they should make good use of the two special actions that allow them to reorganize their farm or renew the supply of hum- of animals and <laughs> objectives. No humans. No humans. Pl- no humans, no humans need no a plot. No humans were harmed in the making yep. of this game. Highest score at the end wins, and that's how it's made down on the farm. Yeehaw. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, I just want to say I've started something new on the video version of this podcast this week, mm-hmm. which is I'm putting see. up the board covers of the board games that we have uh, behind me while I'm while we're talking about it. So you can see the the cover behind me. I was going to do the entire cover in, behind me for <laughs> Farm Club, yeah. but it is such a weird cover that it just looked like a giant eyeball was hovering behind me when I made it full screen. <laughs> And there's like a problem. half a snout and an eye. Yeah, what's the problem with that? <laughs> so yeah. it's I, not disturbing. I don't know about anybody else, but I personally found it disconcerting. So I would, <laughs> I, uh, I opted to put it up in a corner with a nice field of grass behind it, yeah. make it feel farm-ish uh, behind it. So, oh gosh, All right. yeah, I think you did it. A good, good, good call. Work you because you, you would have oh, you, disappeared into that weirdness. You did like. a service to our viewers, and you did a fine <laughs> job of describing it to our listeners. So. Yes. Yeah. Well. <laughs> okay. So we played it on Board Game Arena. We didn't actually get to have the physical little pawns of the mm. sheep and the pig and everything. How do you guys think it looked on Board Game Arena? I loved it. Or actually, it's strangely like it's it's really simple, but I thought that it was like a beautiful use of really stark and distinctive colors. You had no doubt that the pig card was pink. The duck was <laughs> yeah. green. You know right. what I mean? Even though there were splashes of other colors, it was just definitely what you're looking at. And I like how the art was so expressive. Those animals mm-hmm. have real personalities in their <laughs> Oh, yeah. And I did not know that pig needed a monocle until I saw it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fo- <laughs> folks, this pig, its eyes, it has, eyebrow- it has eyebrows and it has <laughs> blades <laughs> of eyebrow hair in the picture. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at it right yeah. now. Yeah. So, I mean, it... it there's a certain extra subtle, but there is some detail mm-hmm. there that you don't always find when you're thinking just you know card games yeah. of animals. No, I agree with you, yeah. Evan. It's very original artwork for for animals. I liked it a lot, and it and mm-hmm. it is very simple to keep track of, which could have definitely that could have been a real problem for this game because you do need yeah. to be able to identify everything really easily. So I think they did a great job. I like how the sheep has uh, flowers in its hair and is chewing on a plant. Looking very casual, like, I don't care. It's, it's like, eyelids are half what they're closed. Doing. It's kind of, yeah. okay, I'm mellow Whatever. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of interesting, too, that the animals' faces 
don't have really an outline of their face. <laughs> like their kind of face fades into the background yeah. as the rest of the color of the square, but you still know exactly what animal yeah. you're looking at. Yeah, it was very cleverly done. Very cleverly <laughs> mm-hmm. done. Uh-huh. All right. So, Ed, you think there's some hard choices in this game? Well, yeah. I mean, your primary choice, you're, you're given uh, a set of items to draft, essentially. So you can take you know, the go card in an animal. Sometimes you want the gold card because, hey, that gold card is perfect for me, but the animal isn't what I need. And sometimes I really need to have a big. I don't really care what that gold card is. I need that big. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You're right. You're very. I ran into that several times during this game. Just like, I yeah, it, it, this is going to be a pointless uh, card for me, but I have to have the little mini. So, yep, I, I several times ran into that. So it's a tough balance oh, in that regard. I mean, this game made me so greedy. Like, because, because when you're choosing that animal, you're getting the animal and you're potentially getting more ways to score points. Or you can use toss that card to uh, rearrange the board a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was like, nope, I'm going to put everything exactly where it needs to go. I'm going to look for cards that, yeah, they give me an animal I need, but they also overlap in, in the requirements. So, like, one of them will be, like, uh, like a sheep, a duck, and a pig in a row. Another one might just be a sheep and a duck in a row. Mm-hmm. So you can score both mm-hmm. of those cards by getting mm-hmm. all three of those things ah. together. Mm-hmm. And so I was really trying to stack right. up the ways to get points on there. Mm-hmm. But you got to get the right card for that. You can't just take any random yeah. card for that. No, because yeah. you got one to say, I need more sheep than horses. And another one to say, I need more horses than sheep. Wow. Yeah. No, yeah, no that's another kind of card. Yeah, those are tough. Yeah. You can't. You don't. You don't want to get too many of those I, cards because they. Would I mess definitely you up. avoided well, certain. Exactly one of something. It's like yeah, oh, that is hard. That's rough. That's rough. It's, it's tough. very hard. It's surprisingly hard. So I definitely did avoid certain cards because I thought they looked too difficult. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and, yeah, and also, yeah, that one-off, it's actually not quite as hard as you'd think to just keep animals mm-hmm. off your board, because there are yeah. other ways to use your cards. So you're like, all right, I'm going to take mm-hmm. this, but I won't place that. Well, right. one of the tricks... It's, it's like, I would, I would really yeah. dislike taking that too early, because... Uh-huh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that card animal. would be perfect for me, but it comes with a chicken, and I already have a chicken <laughs> on my board, and yeah, I can only yeah, have yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah, right. true. Yeah, you got to be true. careful with that one. <laughs> not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> but also one of the tricks here is that um, the animals on the card that you need to collect to get those patterns, mm-hmm. usually the animal that comes with it is none I of know. Those. I wondered about that. <laughs> I wondered if yeah. it was deliberate, always, right? I wondered at first I, I was like, yeah, is this deliberate? And it's not. It's just random. I think, it, right I think it's mostly bagel. deliberate. You think? I think right so. out of bag, I think it's a way to give you a hard no, choice. No, because don't you so. pull it right out of the bag or something? Isn't it random? There's a, well, I no, the animal, it is. Huh? The What's animal that? that matches with the card, Ed, do you think, is it random? I, I think it comes right out of the bag, I, I think. I think so, too. Oh, oh, yeah, that array. Oh, maybe just the way it landed yes. for us then. It seemed yeah. deliberate. Wow. Mm. At first, yeah, I, thought I thought so. It was, I thought it was actually triggering the animals that came onto the board. Oh, my God. So we were just getting massively <laughs> unlucky with what was showing up from the bag. Well, I, I think it's pretty likely, right, that you're not going to match it. But but um, I did wonder that same thing. It's this, like, is this, like, planned? This- I mean, what is there? Chicken? Yeah, no, because you could get Five. a really there's sweet. All, there's six. You yeah. get a really sweet There's six match. animals, right? Yeah. So, okay. So, yeah, yeah, it was random. And I liked the size uh-huh. of the grid. 
I like that it was so small. At first, I'm like, this is going to be over instantly. And yes, it's a short game. It is it, short. Only nine rounds. Yeah, it is a short game. But honestly, I thought it was just the right size for what you're doing. You know, I thought, mm-hmm. yeah, that yeah. way you can just sort of toss the animals back in the bag and do it again. Now, wait, Mike, yeah, does think- that mean it was just too short for you? You couldn't quite get the, the peak? Oh, I mean, uh, these kind of games, because of my massive greed, are always one or two turns too right. short. <laughs> <laughs> when Celeste says it's just right, I'm like, oh, that means it's not just not long <laughs> enough for Mikey. It's just too short for me. <laughs> but you know what, though? Even if it was four turns longer, I would have calculated it out the same way and it would still have been two turns short for me. Because <laughs> I'm always trying to do something massive, you know? Yeah. So, like, I'm always pressing right up against the edge of what's possible to do. And What about uh, yeah, the center like mayor uh, animal? What did you guys think of that whole mechanic? It was nice that they gave you an opportunity to kind of form your strategy by using that mm-hmm. mechanic because you're choosing specifically which one you want to be your right. mayor animal. It goes in a very specific spot. Mm-hmm. So if you're shaping your board, that is one way to guarantee one spot is covered exactly the way you need yeah. it. Yeah. Huh. And, and guarantee an animal. So, it's, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's nice. So, But you yeah. can't you know, move they, them. On a bingo and, card, and they have do the free space. Yeah. Is that essentially what that is? So, a little bit more, yeah. I mean, sort of more custom than that, but it's same idea. Same idea. They yes. want to make like sure a, you get something. Yeah, it's not a wild card though. Once you choose it, you're stuck with right. it. Right. So, yeah, you can't <laughs> yeah. go switching That's the around. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury Farm Club, Mike. This game had a lot of tough decisions to make that were often followed closely by an immediate sense of regret <laughs> for making the wrong one. <laughs> um. Uh, it made it kind of have a light on your feet sort of vibe, you know, like you got to be able to switch gears depending on what's out there, which was cool because this game gave you the ability to do that. I thought so. Um, it definitely fed my terrible, horrible greed. So because of all those reasons, I'll definitely dig it. <laughs> Ed? I really enjoy the tough choices involved in those drafting and you know, getting like, ooh, I don't want this to turn, that to turn, and what, oh, oh, I want that objective, but that animal. It, 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 it's a really good pull there. I don't know what it's to be in such a short game. I'm not sure how long I'd be interested in visiting the club, but for right now, <laughs> sign me up. I'm a member. <laughs> um, yeah, I enjoyed how you got to build your victory as you went. You know, you just sort of kept choosing your custom victory points is what it felt like to me. I really enjoyed that. I love the pace of the game and the art really is quite neat in its originality. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely a dig up for me. We want to know what your favorite animal personality is. (laughs) Let us know. We are at which game first. And that brings us to the end of our show. We look forward to hearing from you about all the gaming you're doing. Reach out to us. We are on Discord all the time at Which Game First. We are on Instagram, and that is our social media tag. If you get a chance, please leave us a like or even better, a review on whatever podcatcher you use. And if you don't know what a podcatcher is, then you're probably using Apple. So give us a review there at Apple Podcasts. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Happy gaming, explorers. Is a farm club the same as a country club? Hmm. 
I wonder if I can get the dragon in that shelf without burning it all down. <laughs> oh, say, old chap, did you see that slop bucket today? How dare they? <laughs> <laughs> see, 